What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. That's H-A-W-G sports.com. Baseball season is over, and we're just 73 days away from the kickoff of the 2019 football season. Fall camp just 40-something days away. SEC media days just 26 days away. Chandler Moores has committed to Arkansas. So has John Gentry. And Danny West, Pete Roulier, and Keith Grayson all going to join us to discuss that and more. It's all happening on Hogsports Live. Well, first, I want to bring in my man, Danny West. Danny, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. What's going on? Oh, not much. So, we just wrapped up. We'll get into baseball stuff a little bit with you, but I, I mainly want to talk about this camp season that just wrapped up. What can you tell us about Arkansas's long week of camp? Well, a lot of kids were on campus. A lot of several really, really good players. Carlos Del Rio came up. He's a four-star quarterback for the 21 class. He was about as impress, impressive as I've seen in a long time on Arkansas's campus. He can really, really throw it. So uh, he stood out to me. There was another new offer at quarterback that went out for the 21 class. Will Crowder, a kid out of Alabama. And I want to mention we've got on the site right now a kind of a long-form, detailed look at some of the 21 uh, class of 2021 uh, quarterback prospects to Kind of keep an eye on going mm-hmm. into next year's class. So that's a, I think that's a pretty good rundown. A lot of kids, man. Um, you know, probably not the typical amount of, uh, you know, star-studded headline type players that we're used to seeing. But mm-hmm. still, I mean, you're talking about uh, probably five, six hundred kids over a two-day span on Friday and Saturday. So it was busy. I'm, I got to be honest with you. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> It's kind of the race to uh, to June 16th for the coaches, I know. So, Danny West does most of our VIP content at hogsports.com, our main recruiting writer. You can watch all, read all of his stuff at hogsports.com. If you like the show that we're doing here on Facebook Live and YouTube and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, throw us a thumbs up if you like the content. That helps us get our message out there. Only if you like it. If you're watching or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then throw us five stars and give us a review. Again, helps us get our message out there. But uh, also want to remind everybody, go ahead and get your questions in for Danny, Keith, or Pete, or myself if you have those now. So, all right, Danny. So I guess the big thing that came out of the camp was Chandler Morris. And that was Friday, I guess, right before the camp started. Chandler Morris committed to Arkansas. Uh, four-star quarterback out of Highland Park. He was recently elevated to four-star status on ESPN, and that actually was enough to move his composite score up to a four-star. But this is a guy that's, I mean, he's impressed everywhere he's went. You know, you talk to Gabe Brooks, who's our Midlands recruiting analyst, or uh, Barton Simmons, the national director of recruiting. This is a guy that went to the opening in Dallas and checked in at 5'10", 172 pounds, and still moved up 466 spots in the recruiting rankings, threw for 410 yard, 410 yards, 4,010 yards last there season. There it is. There it is. I got it out. <laughs> 46 touchdowns, six interceptions, and uh, also ran for 647 yards and 20 touchdowns last year. Um, but the the thing that's impressive to me, and I've actually got some video here. We'll bring up some video while we talk about Chandler Morris. Uh, the thing that's impressive to me about the kid is what he did in that state championship game. They had a 42-35 comeback win against Tyler, Texas, uh, uh, John Tyler, uh, in the 5A Division I state um, uh, state champion – or is that the state quarterfinal? That's the state quarterfinal. So 
they were trailing 35 to 14 entering the fourth quarter and Highland Park which won the state championship two times in a row uh, came back from the three score deficit in the fourth quarter alone Morris completed 12 of 15 passes for 196 yards and two touchdowns while rushing four times for 35 yards and two more scores pretty impressive yeah I mean when you speak to Chandler and uh, you know we got to talk to him at, at camp the other day uh, following his commitment and I don't know, man. He's just got something to him. You could tell he's a coach's son. He's He's been around the game for a long time, all of his life. And, I mean, you can kind of tell that in the way he carries himself and how he speaks even. But uh, no real surprise, Trey. I think we all saw it coming. It was just mm-hmm. a matter of time. And You know, it's kind of one of those momentum-boosting type commitments, in my opinion. You know, I, I keep calling it quarterback season. You start seeing some of these guys who are undecided june typically they don't go much further than that in the process so kind of felt like it was a timely commitment for arkansas one that they've uh, been waiting on and kind of counting on to be honest with you for months now so yeah i think it whittles it down maybe uh maybe all the jacoby criswell and shane ellingworth haynes king questions will start to slow down a little bit now because they got their man on board I, i looked it up this morning i want to say chandler is their sixth quarterback addition under chad morris mm. you think about connor nolan uh john stephen jones also from island park kj jefferson in last year's signing class and then two other transfers coming in with uh, obviously ben hicks and nick starkle finally got this one wrapped up man i thought it was a, a key commitment in terms of this is a guy that a lot of kids know and respect particularly in the state of texas he's got a big time name there so if he can help you out in any way, yeah, it's absolutely go get him, Chandler. I mean, he's a guy that they'll listen to, I think. Danny West from hogsports.com joining us here. And, Danny, everybody loves a new quarterback, right? Everybody loves sure. the new guy. He's he's going to be the next big thing. So I'm going to skip over 2020 and jump into 2021 with you. You had an article about 2021 quarterbacks. What can, what can you tell us about the future of recruiting that position? Yeah, I think I listed four or five guys that they've already offered. Uh, I touched on Will Crowder there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was really impressive at camp. A, a guy out of Gardendale, Alabama, 6'2", 185. Came up here not with a, a staggering offer list by any means. I think Southern Miss and UAB were, were by far his best offers coming into the camp. Arkansas's in on him early. and You know, that's always the key. That's his first Power 5 offer, his first SEC op- offer, obviously. And uh, I think Auburn and Mississippi State have already reached out since Arkansas offered. So it kind of tells you that maybe the Razorbacks got in there and and uh, and offered really, really early. So mm-hmm. um, I talked about Carlos Del Rio. Again, he's he's everything you, you look for in a four-star, number 257 nationally. And he backed that up, in my opinion, just sitting there watching him throw for probably 30 minutes the other day. He's got it. I mean, I don't know where the guy's going to end up. He's He can pretty much name his school, but he's obviously a big-time talent. Aaron McLaughlin, a guy that at one time I put in a crystal ball pick for Arkansas. So I think that I'll probably back off that a little bit That's now. the quarterback out of, Den- out of Alpharetta, Georgia. That's right. Yeah. And, and obviously Arkansas Things just lost his, mm-hmm. his wide receiver uh, teammate, uh, Xavier Capers, lost that commitment recently. So – Eh, probably not feeling quite as good about that one. Uh, Demetrius uh, Davis, kid out of Houston North Shore, a teammate 
of your new running back commitment for the 20 class, John Gentry. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, Demetrius is obviously he's known for that Hail Mary pass. You, you talked about Texas high school football state championship games. I mean, who can forget that Houston North Shore Duncanville finish this past year? And he's the guy that that threw that pass. So uh, I think Nebraska is probably feeling really good about Demetrius right now. So, yeah, just a few early names to keep an eye on. Danny, you mentioned um, North Shore, Galena Park, North Shore and John Gentry powerhouse program there and John Gentry also committed to Arkansas Friday so we don't want to we don't want to skip over one of our Arkansas's only running back commitment in the class and this is John Gentry up on your screen here running a 40 uh, what, what can you tell us about Gentry yeah he's got a little bit of everything you know he, he plays behind I forget the young man's name is it Zach Zachary Evans, Evans number yeah. one running back prospect in the country mm-hmm. yeah Arkansas act Evans but you know never really had much of a a real shot there but yeah I think this guy's probably overshadowed a little bit he's got really high potential um probably uh you know when you look at his 40 I want to say it's like four five six four five four but more of a hundred meter he can get away from you Mm -hmm. Uh, you know he's he's got he's got that pull away from you type speed that you look for and um I think you can do different things with him whether it's lining it up in a slot and, and bringing him in motion, whatever the case might be, he's that type of versatile threat, in my opinion. So John Gentry and Chandler Morris, Arkansas's latest commitments there for for the Razorbacks. And Gabe Brooks really likes Gentry. He actually has him a lot higher. Doesn't have a super impressive offer list. Gabe Brooks says he right. should have double-digit power five offers. Uh, owns a good build for the running back position, looks and plays larger than his 5'10", 186-pound listing, and looks to the naked eye a bit longer uh, than his listed size. He should be able to get to the 200-pound plateau with relative ease as he continues to develop, but also shares, as we mentioned, a lot of touches with uh, one of the nation's top high school football teams and the the outstanding players that they have there. So, Danny – um, let's get to a couple of questions real quick because we don't have too much more time. Um, this is from Kyle Clem. Kyle says, who are the top five speed guys on the team right now, including the freshmen? Are we improving there? That's a tough one since they don't release 40 times, but who do you think who do you think would be the top guys there, Danny? Well, I think uh, Traylon's got to be up there. TQ Jackson would have to be up there. He's a burner. And then, you know, i got to go with the homer pick. I'll put Malik Chavis up against anybody on four three seven as a junior class. at camp. Yeah, yeah, I think I would have to put him up there. So that's three. Um, you know, Gregory <laughs> know Brooks maybe, Devin yeah, Bush. Um, who else might be in that group? You know, Dion Stewart doesn't always show his speed, but Brett always you know said he was he was like the fastest guy on the team. Um, yeah. I think Rakeem Boyd might might win some foot races with some people. Yeah, probably so. You know, he can pull away. Yeah, and Chase Hayden as well. Chase Hayden's also got some speed. But it would be interesting to look at that, Kyle. Uh, Austin Gibson says, if you had to choose King or Morris, which one projects better in college? I'll I'll answer that real quick. Um, I'll say, I think that King probably has a a slight edge. I mean, both of these guys are coaches' sons, right? So you got two guys that are coaches' sons. Um, The thing with King, Haynes King, I would say, is he's just he's a little taller. He's actually a good bit taller, probably a little more live arm and um, and a, a better runner. But Chandler has all those qualities as well. He's a good runner. Uh, he's got a good arm and uh, extremely accurate. I don't know if there's a, a player um, 
a quarterback out there that would be more accurate than than Chandler. But, I mean, King is rated the number three pro-style quarterback prospect in the country. 24-7 Sports has him, I think, number 36 overall prospect in the country next year, Danny. Yeah. That's the thing about, you know, the, the way the game is is going nowadays. Yeah, we could talk about Kyler Murray. I'm not sure if Kyler is 5'10". He may be 5'9 and a half, but obviously he's got ridiculously um, ridiculous amount of and athleticism Chandler is not that type of athlete but yeah it's just the way the game's going I mean if you're talking about 1999 and a 5'10 quarterback yeah they probably look at you a little funnier than they do in, in 2019 right mm-hmm. I mean you can get by with that nowadays just based on the way the game is spaced out and so many so many different offenses nowadays so probably you know for for an older fan a more veteran fan I should say yeah, it probably looks funny to have a couple of 5'10 quarterbacks on the roster going for 2020. But, mm. man, I, I just think that's that's where the game is nowadays. I don't think it matters as much as it used to. Yeah, probably not. Um, well, I wanted to ask you a couple of quick questions about the camp, guys. You had a, an article on Ethan Downs. Danny, can you comment on him real quick? 6'4", 220 out of Weatherford, Oklahoma. Yeah, top player in Oklahoma for uh, – uh, next year's class, the 2021 class, he's he's a two-way guy. Plays tight end and defensive end. Arkansas likes him at both. He came up here, he already had several big-time offers. We're talking A&M, both of the Oklahoma in-state schools, the Sooners and the Cowboys both have offered. Probably going to be a tough one to get, but he was really impressed by what he found up here. He actually said, and I don't know how big Weatherford, Oklahoma is, but he, he said he came here and he was – blown away because it was such a big city <laughs> I, heard, I read that yeah he might he might be from a place like rising yeah. <laughs> but uh but i thought that was an interesting take and uh he was really impressed obviously he's well aware of what they've done with tight ends but at the same time you're talking about a defensive end that like he had 72 tackles 15 behind the line last year five sacks so he's just as good on defense as he is on offense and he's really good at tight end so Whoever gets him, uh, they're going to get a really good player. And and I'll just tell you this: after talking to him, we talked for a while yesterday, and I'm just I'm blown away with that guy. I think he's a really really good kid. Speaking of big towns, Danny, when Yellow Jackets, Terry Wells was another promising prospect that came up for the weekend. 2021 offensive lineman, offensive defensive lineman. Yeah, let me get my idiot sheet here. Uh, Terry <laughs> Wells. When Arkansas, I think he checked in at 6'3", 281, with a 78-inch wingspan is what I've got here. So, yeah, yeah he's one of those in-state guys to keep an eye on. Um, obviously, they've only offered one for the one class within the state, and that's Drayton Norwood, yep. cornerback, four-star. Yep. Four-star corner that was also at camp the other day. I just happened to look up, and I had no idea he was coming to camp. And I said, man, that's a good-looking kid right there. So yeah. <laughs> I had to go find out his name, and I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. So there he was. So, yeah, um, yeah, Trey, I think this could be a guy. I think they could end up – I'm not saying it's going to happen soon, but definitely one to keep an eye on there And Terry Wells of Wynn High School. Yeah, brother plays at Oklahoma. Arkansas, for some reason, did not offer his brother and ended up yeah. starting as a freshman there that was under the Beale Oh, you're, you're talking Drayden? No, his brother. Uh, you mean Norwood? Yeah. Yeah, that was actually his cousin. Oh, his uh, cousin. Trey Norwood. Sorry, my yeah. bad. Yeah, same deal. Yeah. 
Okay. All right, Danny. Well, I appreciate you you coming on. Any last words before we get you out? No, man. I'll get out of uh, Pete and, and Keith's way and let y'all have it. Okay. All right. That's Danny West with hogsports.com. Danny been with us for a number of years. Again, if you want to read his comment, his content, and he just did a big recruiting Q&A yesterday, which is on our VIP message board, The Razor's Edge. It's just $1 right now for your first month at hogsports.com, or you can sign up for a year Get a seven-day free trial with that, and then it's just 30, it's 30% off your first year with that. So go to HAWGsports.com to check out all of Danny's stuff. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, next up on the show, we're going to bring up my man Keith Grayson. Keith has been with us for a long time on Hogsports.com. How's it going, man? Pretty good. What is it with like the Arkansas sports media and their names? Like you, you sound, you, you told me in the last podcast I was on that Trey's not even your real name, but I thought yeah. you were named after like a cattle rattle or something. Like, Trey, <laughs> like this sounds like an auctioneer. <laughs> I have no idea what's wrong with Trey like Biddy an and Danny before. West. Well, you got Otis and Dudley, and yeah, a bow, and then just growing up in Arkansas, you know, I knew two girls named Boogie, that's a real name, Curry Withers, just. Odd names. Mm, I know a girl named Boogie. Um, that's a story for another day. Are we are we going Are we going with your real name? Or because I got to call you that for the rest of your life? No, I mean I, I prefer just to keep it simple and let's go with Trey. It's Bo Cephas or something. Yeah, it's uh, Aloysius. Aloysius Boogie. <laughs> yeah, it's a well, family, it's a family name. My middle name is Ladon, and there's a really interesting story that I can't I can't tell on the uh, on the air either. All my good stories I can't tell on the, on the radio because they have some sort of, sort of nefarious background. Yeah, well, maybe come up with some kind of code in the future for that. So, Keith, it was an interesting week for the Razorbacks, the baseball team losing back-to-back games in the College World Series. What's your take on it? Was it a successful season? I kind of think they they overshot what – obviously what they were projected to do, but you think it was a successful season, even though they got ousted by one run in, in two games in the, in the first two games of the college world series. Of course. We, I mean, we essentially made the elite eight. Yes. Or, I mean, the college world series is basically the final four of March madness. So yeah, we're there. I don't want Michigan to win anymore because um, I got a lot of Michigan friends out here and they will never let me hear the end of it. But 
you know, I, I know that it was one of your favorite days of the year because you really hate baseball and you root for them to lose. Oh, really? Because it's sooner we can talk about football sooner. We can get is, back to what matters. That is untrue. I need content for the summer, Keith. I need I need to keep producing content and keep keep busy, so I don't want the, the baseball season to end. That's that's I completely thought, inaccurate. I thought, I thought you were an anti-Van Horn uh, what, because you coming? want the baseball season to See, end this is sooner. the kind of stuff you get with, with Keith. You never know quite what you're going to get, and you just make stuff up, and then and then he's, 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 he's trolling me right now. But I'm no. trying to add to your morning. I know you've had a really good morning. I have. I've had a great morning. <laughs> I woke up. What did, you, what did you get for Father's Day? I got a pair of shorts that um, you can actually – it's it's got like built-in kind of spandex, um, you know, holds your twigs and berries in there like a certain kind of way. They're called, they're called uh, what are they called? Sacks. S a x x. I got right. a pair of those, and I got some kind of. Um, my wife's into, um, um, you know, the the moon phases and um, what do you call that? Your horoscope and all that stuff. I got some kind of horoscope thing that's um that she's really into that i don't know it's well, kind of interesting i did get you a gift you did and i thought it was going to be weird until i heard those two gifts yeah so now I, it may not be weird but i'm it's, a hard person to shop for so that's why i got the uh the sack get, like, shorts and the i i, 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 I don't, don't i always like people buy me like electronic stuff and like you know basically expert level electronics and um you know people, people have a hard time buying stuff for me yeah, anything Apple to you and you're good. That's not true. That is untrue. I have a Rode NT-USB microphone, a Panasonic Lumix G85, and two Dell monitors here that I'm looking at. Thank you, sir. Well, since I think I added to your stress this morning on our, our, our show prep, I, I got you a, um, a – I float every week, and I think it's really good for you to uh, go into a pod. Mm-hmm. and do a sensory deprivation tank for an hour. So they got one in Fayetteville, so I got you that for Father's Day. I will day. absolutely do that. Did you really? Did you really get yeah. me that? Yeah. I'll have, I want to no, do that cryogenic no freeze stuff too, you know, where they like put you in the uh, in the big thing. You like It's supposed to like, I don't know, keep you healthy if you stress your body out with hot and cold and stuff. There's a lot of research that they've done. With it's basically, yeah, that's for recovery, but this for, you know, if you – for exercise, but I well, think it's not just the, for recovery. Yeah. They show in like yeast cells, yeast cells, and mice that if they put them in like hot and cold extreme temperatures and do certain things like that, they like increase their lifespan like thirty percent. This is and definitely going to start be the human least, trials on that stuff. This is going to be the least listened to episode. It is for sure. Since the, the, the eyes <laughs> are just, dropping right now. Without you, without you knowing, <laughs> I, I trolled you into Trey Dork mode, which not not a lot of people see. <laughs> but, no, <laughs> hey, I, I'm fine. Uh, this is this is who I am. This is who I am. I can't help it. So they so, do the stranger on the Stranger Things thing. She goes into the. She, they do eight thousand pounds of Epsom salt, and you float in that. Anyway, Stranger you'll, Things you'll is coming it. back on. I think uh, July fourth. I think they're coming back on with that episode. So what do you think about this Chandler Morris commitment? I know you follow recruiting from afar. You mostly like to troll and mess with people and, and talk Razorbacks, but uh, what do you think about the Chandler Morris commitment? Well, um, no, I'm on board with it. I think, I think that sports to me is a story and the way that I watch sports and interact with sports to me is it's all about a story mm-hmm. and, and you from a sports journalism 
perspective can probably agree with that. And there's storylines that you can follow. We got beat by Mike Martin and Florida State because that was destiny. I hope they win the whole thing. Well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the guy's been so many times they probably won't. I mean, they probably got bounced. On I'm pulling. I'm pulling for Florida State. I mean, if, if I could pick, I mean, if you're going to pull for anybody besides Arkansas, I mean, that's seems like the team to pull for. Let the guy go but out how, on a high note. How much of like Chad Morris's life? looks depicts Friday night lights. Like his he's he's a state champion football coach. He goes to be an OC at Tulsa and Clemson. He gets a job back in Texas, recruits that, gets a SEC job from an old SWC school that's really, you know, won with success with Texas athletes in the past. And then his son is going to come play quarterback with him. How does that storyline how can that not work? It's kind of what I was talking about in in, in an earlier episode where we're talking about recruiting and the efforts of all these people putting in, like if this doesn't work, then nothing will with the, with the coaching uh, recruiting tactics and everything that they're implementing and getting people on campus and droves. But this is just shaping up to me from the way that I look at things is like something that's fate, you know, that mm-hmm. this is, and I know that's probably some far out thing to think about, but it, to me, it's like makes perfect sense. Yeah. Why wouldn't, his son come win a bunch of football games for him. I know he's undersized. We're going to talk about that. That That's going to be the main drawback. And I don't really like to compare people to go, Oh, you know, there's that one guy that did it. There's Baker Mayfield, right. Kyler Murray. Those are anecdotal. Two, because those are outliers. Yeah. Um, but you never know. I mean, I think that's the way it's shaping up. I, I do think the 2021 class, we're going to get a stud quarterback because mm-hmm. they've only, I mean, they, one of the first offers that went out was to the number one player in the country. I don't think we're going to land anybody like that. But I'll tell you be- what's interesting, though, and I think it was Gabe Brooks who made a good point about this, Keith, is how different you have your last two quarterbacks with K.J. Jefferson and Chandler Morris. you got K.J. who is more raw, a lot of upside, speed guy, um, long-bodied. You know, he's listed at 6'3", but he's one of those guys that seems more 6'4", you know. Um, and then you got Chandler, who was brought up, raised by a quarterback coach, very polished, doesn't have the size that K.J. has, not quite the wheels that he has, but still very, very fast. But, you know, Chandler is definitely more polished, very accurate. So two different kinds of quarterbacks uh, in the last two classes. And I guess next class, uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go, but they've, they've offered some pretty highly rated guys. In fact, we were just talking with Danny about three or four guys that they've offered for the for the next class. So. Um, anything at else one you... point, I, at, at one point, I thought they were actually going when Bielema was the coach. I thought they were going to like they're alternating. We want a pro style kid in one class, and then we want a dual threat in the next. And mm-hmm. I thought that was an interesting idea. I, yeah. I don't know if that was really the plan. They never really but... nailed that, though, did they? No. I mean, no. they brought Duwop in, and then immediately moved him to wide receiver after like less than a year that he was on campus. But one of the reasons that Arkansas struggles so bad, I mean, we can point to the offensive line, defense, and all this stuff, but not having a quarterback on campus that – I mean, you look across the SEC, all the good teams have really good quarterbacks. I mean, all of them do. And Arkansas simply did not. So they've upgraded the position. I don't think there's any doubt about that since Morris has been here, particularly with these two grad transfers and then you know K.J. Jefferson and Chandler Morris coming in soon. Well, on the recruiting front, I I don't think Danny touched on it because you guys don't really talk about stuff like this, but I did see a Tykeus Crawford tweet, like, blessed to receive an offer from Lackawanna Community College or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was a, a community college, yeah. Uh, I think he's just probably putting that out there. I haven't heard anything that 
indicates that he's, you know, yeah, but we usually don't discuss academics when it comes to players for obvious reasons. I know. I know. That's why I'm on to bring up the stuff you guys don't want to talk about. All right, I know you've got some final words of wisdom, Keith. You want to you want to chime in on anything? Well, I definitely want to keep promoting um, a fight between our our podcast crew and another media outlet. I, I, and and Danny started that with the Eric Bolin clapbacks <laughs> this week. <laughs> so Danny's going to fight Eric Bolin. I'm going to fight John Neighbors. Who are you taking? I mean, who's who's who are my options? Who's the Who's the dude that does the like Ty Richardson? <laughs> I don't know. You, it would I have would, to be your. It I would to kill be, Ty. You get Dudley. You get Dudley, Richard Davenport, or Otis Kirk. <laughs> That's who you have to fight. Okay, I'll fight all of them at once. Yeah. All right. I'm all confident. Right. We got to do so. The next YouTube, the next uh, YouTube uh, thing you're setting up, while going shirtless to uh, flex <laughs> on these fools. All right, Keith. Hey, man. Appreciate you joining us. All right. All right. Go Hawks. All right, everybody, that was Keith Grayson. Keith has been with us a long time, adds a lot of comedic value and some interesting takes as well to the show. So I hope you guys enjoy having Keith Grayson on. The former disgraced president of the Arizona Razorback Club and founder of that club, which he was removed from uh, due to a series of debaucherous, debaucherous events in at the... Uh, at the uh, Cotton Bowl back in 2011. So next we're going to bring up Pete Roulier. Pete's going to wrap up this baseball season for us. But first I want to I want to get in, make sure we've got a couple of these questions asked before they get too far along. Um, Roderick McCollum says, any former Hog quarterbacks you can compare Chandler Morris to? And all I would say about Chandler is, is that he's very accurate. I don't know that I could, like, compare him to too many people. I think a lot of people would go John Stephen Jones in the comparison because they're both listed at the same height or so. They're both kind of dual threat. But uh, I will say Chandler is, is a good bit taller, actually, than than uh, than John Stephen Jones. And John Stephen has a lot of good qualities. It's just, you know, I think this is a situation where his height may come into – a role. I think John Stevens closer about five eight than than five ten to be honest. So Josh Darty says. So with all the quarterbacks coming in, is it too early to think Nolan will stick with baseball over football? I don't. I don't think he's going to stick. At least at this point, I don't think he's going to stick to baseball over football. We'll see what goes on down the road, but I fully expect him to be there in the fall. Who's our starting quarterback going to the Texas A&M game? I actually wrote this down, Austin Gibson, uh, in a story recently. I did a midseason projected depth chart, and I've got Nick Starkle. I think that's a situation where, you know, these two quarterbacks battle back and forth for a little while. And then I think the A&M game, you've got Rakeem Boyd, former A&M player in the backfield, along with Nick Starkle. I think that might be a good recipe for you. Dustin Hoofman says, what position do you say – what position do you say we just have to get better at to really compete in the SEC? I mean, that's there's a long line of that stuff. I mean, but really – up front on defensive line and offensive line, offensive line. If you get a good offensive line, then you can do a lot of things. So I would say offensive line first, but they've got to get better in depth on defense. The back seven has to get more cornerbacks, more linebackers uh, before they can really start, you know, holding some of these teams down and not just being these shootouts, which I think they're going to have to have some shootouts to win some games next year. So, I mean, it's hard to pinpoint one just just one position, but overall speed, quarterback, obviously, I think they've done that. I mean, really in the offseason, I think Chad Morris has done about all he can to in this in the amount of time that he has to uh, to shore things up. Donnie Butts says, with no O-line, 
what can a quarterback do. It's absolutely right. It helps to have a, a dual threat guy back there. But I do think, Donnie, that the offensive line is going to take a step forward. The overall health is better with 16 scholarship offensive linemen now. Uh, and really more competition going. you got some of those redshirt sophomores and stuff like Shane Clennon who are really ready to compete now. Uh, Seth Helwig says, will Arkansas make a bowl game? I've got them teetering five to six wins. Last year after fall camp, I made my final prediction. I think I was at six wins going in, and afterwards I, I went to five wins on, on that um, just because I didn't see a whole lot that I wanted to see in fall camp. So uh, right now I'm teetering between five and six. I'll make a final prediction uh, when the time comes. Real quick on the schedule coming up. With football, I didn't get into this with Danny, but right now we are in a quiet period which may, for football, which means prospects can come and visit the University of Arkansas, but coaches can't go out on the road and visit them. And that run and that runs until the 24th, which is when the dead period starts. And the dead period means no on or off campus contact between coaches and players. So it's June 24th through, through July 24th. We've got a dead period at Arkansas. So you've got just like a week and then another dead period picks up on August thirty on August first through August thirty first. So not a lot of in person contact going to be going on in the next couple of months between Arkansas football uh, players and Arkansas, or excuse me, football players and Arkansas coaches. So, uh, but you've got so much stuff going on. You got SEC media days as I mentioned coming up, and not too too much longer than um, than fall camp starts in August. So, um, yeah. Not not much time for recruiting, I guess. All right, we're going to go ahead and bring in Pete Roulier as our final guest on the show. Pete does our baseball coverage for Arkansas, so he's going to wrap up some of that and talk a little bit about the football team as well. Trey Biddy. What's up? How you doing, Pete? Wait, wait. Sorry, I can't hear you. I got these sweet new AirPods that I'm trying on, and uh, <laughs> it's not really working. You know, Keith is such a softy. Uh, he called me earlier. Yeah. He puts on this front like you want to fight people, all this stuff, talking this mess. He called me earlier talking about God knows what, and then right in the middle of it, he's at Starbucks. He's like, hey, one second, man, hold up. Can I get like a caramel ice macchiato <laughs> with like a splash of holiday? I'm like, man, you're putting it on this front, and then in the middle of it, you're talking about your AirPods and your softy coffee. So yeah. I, I just – He's, he's lying. He's putting on a front tray. You yeah. know it and I know it, but you can't roast him too hard, I guess. Oh, that that is Keith. I mean, he's he's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. You never know what you're going to get out of him. So, Pete, so for those who don't know, Pete Roulier handles uh, our baseball coverage at hogsports.com. You can read all his stuff at hawgsports.com. And also does football, basketball, recruiting, chips in on, on basically everything, but our main baseball writer. And you can read his stuff, again, at hogsports.com. Before we get going much for, further with Pete, I want to go ahead and remind everybody to throw us that thumbs up if you like the show, if you like the content that we're putting out, throw us a thumbs up. You're listening on, or you're watching on Facebook Live or YouTube. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, throw us five stars, throw us a review. Uh, helps us get our message out there, obviously. Spotify, Stitcher, or other ways you can listen as well. So, Pete, baseball team just wrapped up the season. Two disappointing losses um, in Omaha. I mean, they lost each game by one run. What's your overall take on the season? You had a nice breakdown of everything that's going on with Razorback baseball this season. What's your take? Yeah, obviously a lot of fans are probably hoping we do this wrap-up next week. Yes. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately it came to a uh, quick halt, which is I think the reason people are so disappointed is because um, I think that they were the, probably the best team on that side of the bracket. Yeah, everybody loved and, the bracket uh, going in. You're absolutely right. Well, I remember you talked about that guy from the. Uh, I think you said you were on the bus yeah. and he called. And he said, "I don't like the." He was. He was. He might have been right yeah. because 
the Michigan and Florida State look like the two of the best teams in that bracket, and they have the storyline has held true. So uh, they ran into a hot team. Um, like I said, I think Arkansas was the better team. They just couldn't push across that run, which is baseball. You got to be able to do that. Um, there was a couple decisions that a lot of people didn't agree with, but can't really um, fall Van Horn there. Um, yeah, it's just just two disappointing losses, and I think that puts a lot of pressure on next year's team. It's going to be really good if they do make it to Omaha, then maybe a maybe an early exit won't be as um, happily accepted with a. Uh, but but overall, um, a great season, forty six twenty overall. Uh, SEC uh, share of the SEC Western Division title. A lot of good things happened this year. If you look back, it's hard to look back right now, but it's been a couple of days. So maybe you can think about winning that LSU series. They haven't done that since 2011. Sweeping Mississippi State at home. A lot of good things came out of the season, and then a lot of good storylines. Isaiah Campbell coming into the player that he was. I mean, going 76 overall in the MLB draft wasn't going to happen if he didn't come back. And Trevor Ezell, the grad transfer. A lot of fan favorites. I mean, it, it was just – it was a fun team to follow at Baumwalker Stadium because they were just so electric. Um, unfortunately, for some reason on the road, they really couldn't get the bats going. So that's kind of what was their doom, mm. uh, in my opinion. But you got a lot to look forward to for next year. Yeah. what? How do things look like next year? What are we thinking for, like, uh, starting pitching rotation? For starting pitching rotation, you got Nolan and Patrick Wicklander for sure. I'm going to be in there. The third guy, it's a little shaky. Maybe Blake Adams coming out of Springdale Harbor. Mm. Um, a guy that a lot of people – or might be overlooking is Elijah Tress, who came out of the bullpen, a freshman that came out of the bullpen this year. Um, he was a little wild, but his stuff was absolutely electric, and he, he's got the frame to go to be a starter. And Dave Van Horn really likes him. He pitched him even late in the year, and a lot of freshmen didn't get that opportunity, so he's a guy to look out for. But what I wanted to get into is what, how football is going to affect Connor Nolan, because if, yeah. if he wasn't doing football, he'd be the, obviously the ace next year, in my opinion. I thought he was a little bit better than a – Wicklander, maybe a little uh, – he had a little bit better control. Maybe he could be that Friday night guy immediately. But uh, this – what if Arkansas makes a bowl game? He won't have as much time. I think it will be really interesting to see. So maybe Patrick Wicklander might be the guy. Uh, just since Connor Nolan's got football, might be the favorite to be the Friday night guy at the beginning of the season to see how the rest of the season goes. So that's yeah. how the rotation is looking. I think it makes sense for Connor to stick to football right now. I mean, the opportunity to win the, the starting job at Arkansas is there. I think a lot of people Absolutely. think it's going to be Nick Starkle and, and Ben Hicks, but uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's how things will shake out and also down the road. But, I mean, I could see, you know, late in his career, if he doesn't win the starting job, maybe then he turns his focus full-time to, to baseball. Speaking of football, Pete, now that we've wrapped up baseball, 73 days away from kickoff. You've done a lot of these – um, countdown to kickoff things. So with the offensive line being in the 70s, a lot of those numbers you've done, Dalton Wagner, Myron Cunningham, Silas yeah, Robinson, Colton Jackson, and Noah Gatlin. So you've kind of run through a good portion of the offensive line in the 70s here as we count down to kickoff. You probably know more about the offensive line than I do right now. Yeah, maybe so. Um, I think that you really gotta like where they're at in terms of the exterior of the offensive line, talking about the tackles. You got a guy at left tackle who's an incumbent starter. Say what you want about Colt Jackson, that he has had a lot of experience in the SEC. So if he starts over Myron Cunningham, who's to say? Uh, Cunningham had an amazing spring, uh, probably one of the best springs. If Am I right there? One of the best springs out of all the uh, yeah. players on the roster. So either way, I think you kind of – you have to feel decent about that left tackle spot. And then Noah Gatlin and Dalton Wagner in the right tackle spot. Two guys that have great frames, 6'9 and 6'7 there. 
um, big guys that, I mean, they still have a lot to prove, but uh, they both also had really good springs. They talked to the media a lot because they were showing out, you know. So uh, I think you got to like where you're on the exterior. On the interior, um, who knows about Austin Caps? It's going to be interesting to see if he's going to keep that uh, position held down. Uh, maybe Byron, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe Byron Cunningham might move there. Uh, center, Ty Clare, you got some issues with the snaps. I think that's all mental. Um, it's not just the snaps, obviously, but if he can get that uh, situated, then he's definitely the front runner at that position. A lot of people were hoping Luke Jones could come in and yeah. uh, compete with him for that spot, but it doesn't look like that's going to I wouldn't happen, be opposed so. to seeing Shane Clinton in there, Pete. I mean, the guy takes pre-snap. He does pre pre-practice snaps, but hasn't worked a lot of a, a lot of center in, in the spring. But I think that's a guy to compete. I mean, start talking about things getting jumbled up inside. What if Myron Cunningham is one of your best five, but Colton Jackson is still one of your best five, and Dalton mm-hmm. Wagner and Noah Gatlin are, are still part of your best five then? I mean, who's the guy that moves inside? I think most likely candidate would be Myron Cunningham since he did work there in the spring. Um, but you want to get your best five out there, so – I mean, Shane Clinton could possibly be center. I mean, there have been people that have been disappointed with Ty Clary and, and his snaps. He does some good things, but he's also struggled at times. And, you know, sometimes that's just – I remember Tyler Wilson. Yep. His struggles taking a snap under center lasted like two or three years. I mean, it was a long time where he would – I mean, in practice, just always drop a snap, and he finally got nice. it down. So, hopefully that will happen with Clary. But um, – it's all middle. You talked about Clinton. You, I think you actually even referenced him earlier. He passes the eye test. That's one thing that I can say about Clinton. He looks like a oh, big yeah. dude. Yeah. Definitely an SEC caliber type of guy. Which he is looks the part. What you no need. question. All right, Pete. So a couple of more things. Drew Morgan and Martrell Spate, two recent Razorbacks that have retired. Mm-hmm. You didn't get a chance to cover those guys, but I know you followed them, you know, growing up and everything and uh, when you were in college and stuff. But Drew was – a great guy to cover. I mean, he's always great for a quote. You love players like that. You never know what's going to come out of the guy's mouth. And uh, as a media person, you definitely have to respect that. And then put up tremendous numbers at Arkansas that junior year where he had 10 touchdown catches. And then Martrell Spate, who I, I don't know exactly why Spate retired. I, it seems like his numbers dropped off dramatically. I, and I don't know if it was injuries or what, but Martrell mm-hmm. Spate also retiring from football. Uh, he, he has some um... – I'm not going to say speak for him, but it seemed like he had some head stuff going on. Yeah. Maybe. So, yeah, it's always smart to get out of there early. But, yeah, Drew Morgan, people forget, was act- he was just an excellent football player. Mm-hmm. In high school, he, he like was the best linebacker for Greenwood. and he, he just made all the right smart football plays. So Won the Landers I mean, Award. I remember his coach said he may not be the best wide receiver in the state. He may not be the best linebacker in the state. But he's the best football player in the state, and um, that's bared have to out. Agree with that. Yeah, I think that I think that bared out with him. Didn't get drafted, <laughs> but did sniff the NFL and and made the, made a practice squad, and of course played in the preseason games. So, um, well, like on. he said in his uh, in his statement, like he said, he did everything he wanted to accomplish. Mm-hmm. He, he never really expected to even get that shot at the NFL. So to even have that shot and to have pictures he can show his kids in a Dolphins uniform, that's pretty cool. So so good for him. <laughs> All right, Pete. Well, I appreciate you joining us, man. Any last words of wisdom, as always? I, I don't have any last words you of wisdom. you got to start writing this down. I ask you every week for a word of wisdom, and you never – like, live every week like it's Shark Week, something like that. I don't have any words of wisdom. I'm just 23. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's There's a reason that young people aren't considered to be wise, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. All right, Trey, take these. All right, man. Talk to you later, Pete. Bye.
All right, that's Pete Royer with Hogsports.com. You can read all of his stuff at Hogsports.com. Does a great job. Been with us for several months now and uh, is actually wise beyond his years. So uh, I want to thank him for joining us. All right, so just to wrap up the show, we've um, pretty much covered everything, baseball, football, recruiting stuff, and um, and even some NFL retirees. So plenty of ways to listen. Again, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, throw us five stars and a review. If you're watching on Facebook Live or YouTube, throw us that thumbs up. Again, if you haven't done so already, throw us that thumbs up. Leave comments, like, share, comment, follow. All that stuff helps us get everything out there. Hogsports.com is just $1 right now for your first month and then regular after that. But gives you a great opportunity to try out everything that we offer there with our VIP uh, service at hogsports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network, where we have been for 13 months now. Uh, We also offer 30% off, excuse me, 30% off for your first uh, year at hogsports.com with a seven-day free trial if you, if you choose to uh, to sign up on that. So for Pete Roulier, for Keith Grayson, for Danny West, this has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.